Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Simple Unusable Web, Mobile, and Interaction Design. Let's imagine a scenario. You want to buy a printer for your home, so you go to a shop and select one with dozens of features. On your way home, you can't help doing some math and figure out that each feature costs less than $10 on average. The only problem is that this printer has too many buttons, and you don't know how to set it up. You then repeatedly look through the manual and download the printer's supporting software on the computer. After bumbling around for four hours, you finally figure out how to print a document. As for other more powerful features, you are no longer interested in learning them. What if you get another printer from the store? This printer has only three features and four buttons, switch, print, copy and scan. It takes you three minutes to install the printer. During this time, you are only asked to provide the Wi-Fi password without being troubled again. When you press the switch and print buttons, the machine lights up and automatically starts printing. The printing function is no worse than the previous one or even better. Moreover, the whole process is no more than 5 minutes. You don't even have to read the manual. Which of these two machines would you choose? We think it would certainly be the latter. In 2006, Harvard Business Review published an experimental report on the consumption of electronics. Based on users' choice and survey comments from digital consumers, it was concluded that multiple features are attractive to consumers who've never had the opportunity to try them. However, after consumers have a chance to use them, their preferences change from a focus on functionality to a greater emphasis on usability. As interaction designers, our responsibility is to design products according to user needs. The simple design brings users a sense of control and enhances the usability of the product. This book provides us with specific strategies to achieve the principle of simplicity. It also explores how to create an unforgettable user experience based on user needs and apply the principle of simplicity into the product both as a whole and in detail. The author of this book Giles Colborn is the co-founder and CEO of user experience services company Xpartners. He specializes in organizational change, service design, user-centered design, and product strategy, boasting deep insight and rich experience in user experience design. Colborn is a former president of the UK Usability Professionals Association and has worked with British Airways, Institute of Physics Publishing, and the Euro RSCG. His consultancy currently provides interaction design services for multinationals such as eBay and Nokia. In this book, Colborn combines his first-hand experience with case studies to demonstrate methods for incorporating simplicity into interaction design. Therefore, a new generation of designers can quickly learn to apply this idea of design. Next, we will explore this book in two parts. Part 1 why simplicity is essential to interaction design? Part 2, how to achieve simplicity in interaction design? Let's talk about why simplicity is essential to interaction design. Let's start by defining a concept, what is interaction design? 
It's a term that was proposed by two British designers in the mid-1980s. One of the designers believes that interaction design serves software development, and the other believes that interaction design can be used for industrial design. Although the focus is different, both agree that interaction design is an independent discipline that explores the interaction between users and products from the user's perspective. In 1994, Carnegie Mellon University took the lead in establishing the discipline of interaction design, mainly exploring the user experience design of web pages. Later, the Royal College of Art also established this subject which belongs to its computer-related design major. After decades of development, interaction design is now more like a concept. Global universities have adopted it as an independent discipline with different perspectives such as computers, multimedia, and visual design. However, no matter what field it is applied to, the core of interaction design remains the same, which is designing from the user's subjective experience. To gain the favor of more customers, some designers are trying to optimize user classification. They have launched different products for each type of user and seek to win by volume. However, these designers have ignored the problem that too many choices make people suffer from choice phobia. Many customers won't even make a purchase after hesitating for a long while. They may even forget the product while in the lengthy decision-making process. Even if they overcome their hesitation and try to buy something, they may soon regret afterward and have a negative feeling about the product. On a weekend in 2000, two doctors from Stanford University and Columbia University set up a booth to sell six different flavors of jams at a bustling market in California. On another weekend, they sold 24 varieties of jams. However, it turned out that when there were more choices, the sales got even worse. Only 2% of passersby bought the jam. Yet in the case of fewer options, the sales of jam increased to 12%. The two doctors repeated similar experiments with other products. They found that users were much more likely to make a purchase when they had fewer choices. Similar tendencies can be found in people's attitudes toward technology. Generally, people feel overwhelmed when faced with countless product options or devices with numerous buttons. When people buy a complex gadget, they may become upset because they can't understand how to use it. This annoyance makes people more likely to misoperate. Fewer choices are less likely to stress out buyers. Therefore, an interaction designer should understand when designing a product that too many features will ultimately reduce users' acceptance of a product. In addition to simplifying user choices, simple design can also meet customers' emotional needs, allowing them to have a sense of complete control over the product. In the aforementioned experiment of selling jam, the two doctors found that when there were only six types of jams, user satisfaction after the purchase was higher than in the case of selling 24 types. This is because customers think that they have completely grasped the classification of jams and chosen the one that best meets their needs. Thus, they enjoy a sense of psychological satisfaction and security. We all want to be in control of our lives. Sometimes, the feeling of control comes from completing a task. For example, we feel in control of our image when buying new clothes. Sometimes, it means to gain information. For example, 
People who watch the news feel they better grasp the situations that are affecting their lives. In the technology industry, experts focus on principles and technologies. What they care about is whether the operation is precise and whether the results are perfect. However, mainstream users do not care about this. What they want is a product that is easy to use and works well, so they feel like an owner that is in control of the product. In interaction design, we can't conflict with this basic need of the user, but should instead magnify their sense of control and satisfaction to meet this need. For example, when designing a TV remote control, designers should place the commonly used keys in the most prominent position. Also, they should not design complex buttons for the sake of appearance at the cost of user-friendliness. Callborn divides users into three types, experts, willing adopters, and mainstreamers. Expert users are a group of technology enthusiasts who value features that most users don't care about. For example, when Apple's iPod player was first launched, a group of technology enthusiasts who were Apple fans expressed dissatisfaction on various forums. They were disappointed that the new product could not access the internet, its internal storage was smaller than a handheld game console, and it was no different than an ordinary MP3. However, by January 2010, 240 million iPods were sold. This suggests that most users just need a handy or good-looking MP3 rather than a technological breakthrough. Willing adopter users are not as willing to learn as expert users. They are willing to spend time learning some new advanced skills but are not interested in studying every detail of a product's innovations. The new features must be simple enough to be recognized by willing adopters. If the willing adopter users like a new feature, they're likely to ignore other problems. Designers can invite willing adopters to test their new products. Still, such users are not typical, and their number is not that much. Mainstreamers only want to master the core features of a product, and have little interest in other features. For example, years ago, Many people were saying, it's enough for me to have a phone that can make calls and text. Mainstreamers have little interest in the various accessibility features and advanced search features on the phone. Thus their willingness to buy is less likely to be affected by these features. Only 9% of the digital cameras sold in 2009 were professional grade. Experts and willing adopters are in the minority. The number of such users in other industries is the same. Callborn suggests that designers should ignore expert users' opinions and design according to the preferences of mainstreamers. Also, they should focus on the design of core features to ensure product sales. That is all for part 1. First, too many choices can disturb users and affect their acceptance of a product. Second, simple design can meet users' emotional needs and give them a stronger sense of control over the product making it easier for users to quickly familiarize themselves with and get used to a product. Finally, Callborn introduces three types of users, and suggests that designers should ignore expert users' opinions, and design according to mainstreamers' preferences. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.